Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of Repeat Theater, the YouTube and podcast that is sort of like a book club for movies and TV shows. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, maybe you're watching the past broadcasts on YouTube, you can always join these discussions live by going to repeattheaterlive.com and that'll take you to the YouTube channel. If you want to become a paying member to be part of Q&A or a VIP call-in session, if you're really interested in some of the stuff we're talking about, just take out the live. Just go to repeattheater.com instead of repeattheaterlive.com. So Repeat Theater Live takes you to the YouTube and then repeattheater.com takes you to the Patreon. We are going through on Thursdays, we're going to be rewatching Breaking Bad. So we're recording this on a Thursday. Tuesdays and Thursdays are reserved for TV shows. So Tuesdays where we're going through Stranger Things and Thursdays Breaking Bad. And we're doing the Marvel movies on Monday and then VIPs get to do wildcard picks for Wednesdays. So uh, if you like this show, and you're listening to this later, you can join us for watch parties in the Discord. So join on the Patreon, connect the Discord, get in here. We're watching these shows a week ahead of time all together with these cool Chrome extensions. It's totally dope. So be sure to get in there. Okay, so I'm going to be doing episodes two at a time, and I'm, I, I try to be as exhaustive as I can. So I need to say up front, I absolutely love Breaking Bad. I only watched it once. I'd never have done a rewatch. It did not feel like the type of show I wanted to watch over and over and over again. Uh, but I am actually thoroughly enjoying the rewatch because I'm picking up on things that I didn't necessarily pick up on the first time because you kind of know what's coming. Again, this is spoiler free. We don't get into spoilers until we get into the VIP call-ins. Okay. So first and foremost, the way this show starts, episode one is this calm desert. It's nice. It's quiet. There's like no noise. And then they break through immediately with chaos showing you what's, what's going to happen. It's a bit of a fast forward and Walter White is just he is at his wits end he thinks the cops are coming for him he gets his camcorder out uh, and he addresses it the emotion, his acting, the writing it's just immediately gripping Uh, this Brian Cranston is absolutely brilliant in this show and you get to see that almost immediately to, to, to just be thrust in that fast into something that is so so much gravity, so much fear and sadness uh, and just kind of he's just kind of losing it. And then they immediately shift from that to setting up a lot of weight on him. This, there's going to be a very consistent theme in the beginning of this episode with everything's kind of not so great right now, lots of pressure. There's a lot of family weight right away. There's clearly a new baby on the way. They show some of the baby stuff around the room. His son's on crutches. You're like, oh, his son's got, you know, some form of a hand, you know, a physical handicap. Like, immediately feeling the weight on this man that uh, that's going to be, I think, a tone throughout episode one. And in his excitement about teaching, you see him sort of come alive and you see this excitement, you see this happiness. It fades very, very quickly because he just, he realizes like the kids don't care. Uh, his speech about chemistry, I think is very, very important because he says it's, it's the study of transformation. And that is something that this show is immensely about is the transformation of Walter White, which in episodes one and two, you can clearly see it beginning. Uh, they, and they, they do something really well in this show where they immediately kind of pull the rug out or immediately kind of switch gears. So the immediate, you know, chaos in the beginning, going to the quiet morning of his family, like the weight of his family. So he he goes from teaching to all of a sudden he's at a car wash job like that you're like man this guy's life sucks this is so horrible and they don't the, the hits the hits keep coming he gets disrespected at the job his boss is asking him to do something that he doesn't want to do uh you know the this the the 
the students making fun of him at the car wash. Like, you're just like, man, this guy's life sucks. And it continues even at the party. He goes to his own birthday party and his wife scolds him for being late, coming home from a crappy job that he hates, gets scolded for being late to his own party that he didn't know was happening. Uh, Then there's like awkwardness with the gun. You can see that like he's like, again, I think this lays a really, really good groundwork, you know, a comparison between kind of the man you see in the picture here. That's already a change and a shift uh, to where he's kind of like awkwardly holding the gun. And you can see there's almost like a, there's a D... It's not a dehumanization. It's like they're emasculating him. You know, there's a contrast between him and uh, and Hank. You know, they're very they're very very different. Hank's all manly and talking about busting people, and they watch the highlight on the television. But the highlight on the television, it it, it it's the, it's one of the turning points. The seven hundred grand the, from the drug bust. It's like oh yeah, it's not even that much money. That's not that big of a deal. That's pretty common here. And Walter is immediately interested. You can see it on his face. 13 you know minutes in and Walt is very disrespected very emasculated he's not a man you know even in the bedroom with his wife she's more concerned about bidding on this thing than you know doing whatever she was doing to him uh, it's a little adult you know in focus but even then that's emasculating she's there's no respect there's no intimacy there's no love uh, and she's just like she's barely paying attention to him she's more focused on her uh, on her laptop. Then obviously he goes in for the MRI. Uh, the framing is very good. It's upside down. His world's about to get flipped upside down. They waste absolutely no time throwing this curveball. You know, he passes out uh, at the car wash. Gets taken in. Gets this MRI. The mustard on the doctor's coat is like the first step of what's going on. Is denial. Right, it's just he's in denial about it, and then you see uh, the anger in the next scene. He quits the car wash. He says, "F," you know, he says, "F you." This is like the beginning. You can hear it in his voice. There's this isn't the timid, emasculated Walt anymore. Something's coming out of him that we haven't seen up to this point, and I think they did a very good job beating the guy down so as he fights back there is just a stark contrast between the guy at the beginning of the episode and then the guy uh, at the end the ride along is really good foreshadowing obviously if you've watched the entire episode the mention of the mustard gas and Walt's familiar with it uh, that's why they all go into this drug bust with gas mask on you know Hank's talking about it Walt's familiar with it which is some pretty good uh, foreshadowing then we see Jesse Pinkman Uh, they do a good job in this show with character establishment so they don't just like suddenly you know have Jesse in the show they really establish him from the beginning as a sneaky survivor, you know, he's up in the window, he falls out, the girl's like throwing clothes at him. Uh, and then the, the the fact that Walt recognizes him and then uses it is sort of the beginning of Walter White be, being the, the, the manipulator and the orchestrator. It's really, really interesting how he goes and confronts him and you get a glimpse, you get a glimpse of another side. His face gets very serious and very stern. And he says, either that or I turn you in. He basically blackmails Jesse into cooking with him. And the serious, just stern, dark face he makes. I love the the, the emotive spectrum that we get from Brian Cranston with his character. It does a very good job of telling the story of his transformation. Um... 
the clash and the planning with 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 Walter and Pinkman is great. They're very different. They're trying to think about cooking, and Pinkman's like, "I'm not going to cook here. I don't crap where I eat." And then they come up with the idea of doing the RV. So after they get the RV, you know, they get the money for the RV. Like Walter's literally taking everything out, all of his money, to buy this RV so they can get things started. And Pinkman's like, "Why are you doing this? Tell me why you're doing this." And I think one of my favorite things about the the beginning of this show is Walt doesn't try to make this, I'm dying, this is for my family. That's not his reasoning. Now that's going to come in way later in the show. That comes in in like the last season, maybe even in the finale of his reasoning for what he's doing. That loops back around. That's not really a spoiler, but that gets addressed again as to why he's doing this. And he says, I am awake. There's something else going on here. You're 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 gonna see that throughout the story about is it for his family? You know, is it really for them? I like how he doesn't do that in this moment. There's a moment of honesty. I think this is a change, right? This is a change admission. He's admitting to something changing within him. He has been he has been brought to life, as it were, and he's becoming something else. Um, now. If, if you want evidence, this is something that they do in the show, they're going to give you evidence that he's changing. They're going to give you evidence that he's changing. The store where the kids are making fun of his son and Walt, I love this is, this is subtle storytelling. He goes out the back and he re-enters the store. I think that is so key. It's like another man comes in the store. It's not Walter White. It's somebody else. He comes in, busts the kid's knee, and he's like, you better take your shot. You only get one. Take your shot. Take it. Like, he re-enters. He re-enters the store. I love that. It's like somebody else is coming back in. He goes out the back. He doesn't just walk up to them and confront them. I think, again, that's very subtle, subtle, subtle storytelling uh, that's so, so well. Well, so, so well done. Um, There's going to be a lot of use of color in the show that sometimes is super intentional and sometimes it's not. Uh, When Crazy 8 and the other guys show up, their car is yellow. He's got on the green apron. It feels very comic book-esque as if they they start to have colors that are synonymous with their characters. And so you can see that even here with his green shirt. Green is very much a color that will will represent Walt throughout the show. And that's just one of the earliest signs of that. Uh, His green apron against the contrast of the yellow car and then the very very you know subdued uh, desert color now this leads to his first kill again there was the foreshadowing about the mustard gas and uh, this circles all the way back to the opener so we open up the show with the camcorder he's you know he's he's considering you know uh, getting rid of himself with the gun they circle all the way back um, and he's He's not quite. Uh, they, they give you glimpses, okay? They give you glimpses into the fact that he hasn't quite, he's not quite fully transformed. It's just a beginning. It's just a beginning. He admits to the fact that he killed him. He lets Jesse know, and then he pukes. So he's not quite done. He's still, the, the, the shaky Walt's still there. You know, he's now he's a murderer. Within the first episode, the man is, the man is cooking meth and murdering people. It doesn't take very long for this guy to switch. But it's still there's still remnants of Walt there because he pukes, and I think um, if if you if you didn't quite catch it throughout the entire episode that something was happening, the show ends and the last line is Walt, is that you? He goes home, he uh, he's really forward with his wife, and they uh, they get they become intimate, and she's like, is that you? 
I think that again is the greatest way to end the first episode. Okay, something is—it's not. Something's changing. That's not Walt coming home. And even she, she can sense that her, 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 her spousal instinct is immediately like, "Is that you? What is going on?" Uh, it's a very, very prophetic question. I think picks up right in episode two where they're uh, they're still having their time as husband and wife, and then they go to uh, the toe to show about how they you know they got the RV out so they give you that backstory you know how in the world did they get that thing out this guy tows it and you're already kind of seeing Jesse and Walt getting more interwoven they're kind of like trying to sell this guy on the story it's very very funny Walt still doesn't have any pants on throughout the entire uh, exchange and True to form, true to form, the show doesn't let you breathe for very, very long. You're like, whew, oh, they're out of it. Now they can get back to work. No, the dead guy isn't dead. One of the dead guys is not actually dead. And I think uh, we can't talk about episodes three and four just yet because that gets into spoilers because, you know, that that's going to come into next week. But that's it sets up such a great tension for Walter and, and Jesse they're 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 in it now. They're in deeper than just cooking meth. Immediately now they got a guy. What do we do with this guy? He's not even uh, he's not even dead. Um, and then the, I think they use some of his teaching moments as almost meta narrative summaries. He talks about in the first episode, chemistry is the study of transformation, and then the whole episode is about him transforming. It ends with her saying. Walt is that you and then in this episode he's teaching and he says things can look the same but they don't always behave the same again we're getting a description of Walt yes it looks like Walter White but he's not always behaving the same he's behaving differently he's behaving like somebody else if the circumstances uh, arise that provoke it again his teaching is giving you a glimpse into how the, his own his own knowledge of chemistry and his chemistry descriptions are subtle descriptions of him uh, and then what to do with crazy eight I think it's just a great beginning sort of stressful choice they have to make they don't want they don't know what to do it wasn't a panic moment to survive like when he made the mustard gas it was a it was this oh my gosh what are we going to do with this guy I really really like the way they set that up um, now Walt wants to try to reason with him first again you can see the old version of him coming out he's not cold yet he's not calculating he's not just going to go down and, and blow the guy away he's like maybe we could reason with him Jesse's like absolutely not so they do a coin flip because they're not murderers neither of them want to do this thing uh, and they flip a coin and unfortunately uh, it falls to Walt and then Walt picking a way to kill Crazy Eight is just real and honest. It, it, he's he's in the kitchen and he's picking different things up like a hammer and this and that and and you can see he's he's trying to kind of figure out what would be the fastest way, what would be the best way, and it's just it's it there's a it's laced with some humor, but it's also laced with honesty. Like I feel like that's what it would be like if somebody was suddenly placed in this situation. I really uh, I really appreciated that. Um, the crust removal comes in in another episode. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to spoiler anything. If we end up doing a VIP call in, we can obviously loop that back. Um, we start to again, 
uh, get a glimpse that Walt is no longer accepting the emasculation and the disrespect when he tells his wife to climb down out of my, he, he, he swears, he said, just climb down out of my, uh, again, we, we, we're getting a glimpse in the fact that he, uh, he is not taken anymore. He's not answering to, to people the way he used to. He's in charge now. And that was one of the ways I feel like he starts asserting it. Um, Skylar confronting Jesse. She she <laughs> they they weave a lot of serious moments with comedy. You know, she calls him and she's like, you know, he's like, yo yo yo, and and then uh that that comes back later. Um and <laughs> and then the uh the confrontation. She goes and confronts him as she's like he's like dragging the dead body uh inside, and it's comical, but you can sense there's a bit of bravery there. She's she's pregnant. Uh, it's got to be very very hard and nerve wracking for her to do this she's basically telling uh jesse to stop selling my my husband pot because that's like walt's cover story <laughs> i love that i thought you get a glimpse into the fact that like skylar um she she tends to be really disliked by a lot of audience members of breaking bad but i actually think she deserves a lot of respect as a character because everything he takes her through even just in the beginning episodes it's like of course she has every right to react this way i mean anybody else would you as the viewer like you want to see walt be- break bad so you're like oh she's interfering with it eh, but it's like she's reacting realistically like that's what a wife would do and it would took a lot of bravery to go confront this guy that could have been dangerous jesse's not very dangerous but you get the point um the bathtub problem is another great mix of comedy and gravity. They do such a good job. They do such a good job with this in Breaking Bad where they they mix they mix comedy and gravity very very well. So Jesse doesn't listen about the, getting the right tub the, the right, you know, rubbermaid Tupperware or whatever and then the acid eats through the tub. He thinks, "Oh, a tub's stronger." than this Tupperware and it creates a massive massive and disgusting problem that comes in obviously in episode 3 in the next episode so really really good you know uh, the episode ends with the girl finding the mask and I don't know if that was just sort of like foreshadowing that you know they've left a bit of a trail by mistake that stuff's still out there there are people out there in that desert uh but that's kind of how it ends so it ends with a bit of comedy and gravity like oh my gosh they're trying to get rid of this body and now there's just body soup in the house and then a little girl finds the mask out in the desert which i think is a soft nudge to be like they're not quite out of the woods yet like there there are people that are going to find uh, evidence from their first little experience out there. So, for the first two episodes, undeniably sets up the show very, very well. Uh, it's intense, it's comical, it's real, it's believable, um, and the, the, the cast does such a stellar job. You you want to see more. You want to see you know what on what on earth's going to happen next with these these bumbling idiots as they try to cook meth. And uh, I really really enjoy the show. So highly highly recommend Breaking Bad. If you enjoy this show or any of the shows we're watching, uh, be sure to become a member on the Patreon and get in the Discord. We do watch parties. We'll be doing one tonight uh, in the Discord. So go to RepeatTheater.com and become a patron. Connect it with Discord. Hop in there and join us. Uh, if you'd rather watch these live and support there go to repeattheaterlive.com once we get enough watch hours on the channel I'll be able to activate monetization and memberships here and simplify a lot of that for you so uh, the next episode on this channel will be Captain Marvel we'll be doing that on Monday but uh, if you want to catch the next Breaking Bad breakdown uh, episodes 3 and 4 that'll be next week on Thursday thanks so much for watching and supporting Repeat Theater as always please like share and subscribe
Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of Repeat Theater. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my review of episodes 1 and 2 of season 1 of Breaking Bad. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching the past broadcast on YouTube, you can always catch me live at repeattheaterlive.com. We do this show Monday through Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern. If you want to become a patron of this and join the Discord for watch parties or Q&A or VIP call-ins, you can go to repeattheater.com. You got to add the live if you want to get to the live broadcast repeattheaterlive.com gets you here to the youtube but repeattheater.com will get you to the patreon so we're gonna jump right in we actually already recorded this but then i had to stop because i had a tech come so i already answered these questions so these will be a little quicker but that's okay it's the dub said what's your favorite moment in each episode so i chose in episode one and two the moments where i really really felt that they they established waltz change so one of the first things they did is they have him quit the quit quit the car wash and he yells at the guy and his voice gets kind of dark and kind of gravelly and he's angry and I think that's such a really really good spark after all of the emasculation like he's very they, they, they very much break him down to nobody really respects him nobody treats him you know as a man he gets very very you know talked down to and then at that moment he kind of like snaps at the car wash guy the other scene that i really really liked was in episode two when he told his wife to climb down out of his butt again we get a glimpse into the transformation of walt that's a very very clear theme throughout the series and they don't hold back in making that clear in episodes one and two episodes one and two they're like this is this guy is changing this guy is transforming and they they make it very very clear with the way that he he responds in both of those uh, both of those instances. So good good question. And uh, I'll say Lono hustles like no other. Destiny stream for hours now. A new channel and all the work needed to put in to watch all the shows and be prepared for these segments every day, homie. I ain't stopping. I love I love creating stuff like this. This has actually been really really fun. So thanks for being here and I appreciate the compliment. Uh, Giza with the next question the cancer seemed to bring Walter to life and give him motivation do you think Walter always had it in him or did the necessity of the situation bring it out I love this question but I gotta be really careful because it becomes I think clearer at the level of transparency you get from him it you get an, a deeper look into him throughout the series I'm gonna answer this question as if I've only seen episodes 1 and 2 I believe episodes one and two give you an indication that this is just a part of who he is. He's just been kind of activated, right? It's been, I call it a sleeping villain instead of a sleeping giant. He even tells Jesse, I am awake. He doesn't give some sob story about cancer or providing for his family. It's about, nope, a light bulb went off. There is money to be made here. I know the chemistry. You know the business. Let's do it. You see the gears working and turning whenever he watches uh, the program and he sees the drug bus and he sees the money. And so to him, it it's there, it's in him. And it just sort of gets activated by, well, I have an urgent situation and I can do all this. I'll be dead. Like, it's not going to matter. Like, it's almost like the removal of consequences sets him free. It's, it's not a desperate, he never seems desperate. He seems excited. He seems aggressive. There, there's, there's not a shaking desperation in him. There is a calm, 
aggressive confidence and even I would say a ruthlessness that you'll slowly see more and more but I think you see it in episodes 1 and 2 so I don't feel like I'm I'm stretching beyond what they show me in episodes 1 and 2 with this conclusion I, I do think the dialogue his attitude the way his emotions and the way he acts are it's very very clear that this was a this was a part of him that became it was brought to life as he said i'm awake he's been he's been snapped out of what he considered to be a stupor uh, as if he was asleep so if, if you take his statement i'm awake and you watch the beginning of episode 1 and you imagine that he's asleep you can very much see that he's just sort of going through the motions he's unhappy nobody respects him his life sucks and the only time you get a glimmer of excitement is when when he's talking about chemistry as a teacher but the kids don't care so he quickly just kind of deflates again so this is an opportunity for him to do something he loves work with chemistry and do it better than anybody else and 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 make money to provide for his family i think is like a secondary thing rabble rouser with the next question one of my favorite scenes is when he attacks the kid in the clothing store laughing at his son on the one hand he's protecting his family but it also seems to he embraces and enjoys the badness the reason that i i highlighted this scene in my review as a great scene is because he doesn't just snap and run over and yell at them he leaves and he re-enters through the front door which is odd I don't know if he went out and, and, and got a gun or a weapon. They don't think they ever indicate that. To me, it was more of re-emphasizing that's a different person that comes in the store. It's not Walt. It's someone else. The end of the first episode, his wife says, Walt, is that you? It is It is clear that someone else is, is sort of taking control. Not like a multiple personality thing. He even talked about that, like his chemistry. His chemistry uh, lectures, I think, give some almost meta explanations of his behavior. And in that episode, he says, he says, um, well, when does he confront them? Is that in the, uh, is that, is that in the episode one or episode two? I think he confronts them in episode one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The store is after he says, I'm awake. In any case, in any case, um, in episode two, he says they can look the same, but they don't always behave the same. So when he makes that, when he makes that statement, I believe that is a form of, of, it's almost like a narrator coming down and giving you a clue as to what's going on with Walt. Yeah, he looks the same, but he's not behaving the same. So you've got to pay attention to those narrations that he sort of gives in the chemistry class. You're not going to get a lot of them. Uh, I don't think they. I don't think they maintain that throughout the series because I don't think he teaches uh, for very long. That's a minor spoiler, I guess. At some point, I don't think he's teaching anymore. Uh, but the the opening, you know, episode one, he talks about how chemistry is a study of transformation, and you need to pay close attention when he's spraying the flame with the different colors the red and the green and the red and the green how it takes on the properties you better take special note about that that's actually very very important it, 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 is, it is a subtle subtle hint at some things that are going to happen in the show about taking on the properties of others and then this other thing where he says may look the same but behaves doesn't, doesn't behave the same this scene where he comes in the clothing store I don't think it was about protecting his family it was about him his pride was insulted. It was more of that emasculation and that disrespect. And another person has to re-enter the store. It's like a, it's like he re-enters as a new character. And man, it's like take your shot. You're only going to get one. I mean, he stands. He just loses it on that guy. It's great. It's so so good. 
Uh, and we will uh, will obviously, I think, continue to see some of those things happen uh, in the in the show uh, throughout. So I just I I drug Wolverine up and down, guys. He should be remuted. Sorry about that. King Arthur with the next question. Do you think Walter is the classical bullied guy breaking free or more of a human being that has just had enough is enough from life itself, not the bullies? I, again, I don't want to say too much, right? I know, I know where the show's going and I know things that happen. So I'm only going to commentate on what's in episodes one and two. We're not supposed to get into spoilers in Q&A in the talks. We're only supposed to get into spoilers uh, in VIP call-ins, but we won't be doing a VIP call-in today. We're going to run out of time because I got to go to dinner. But I would say in these first two episodes it's clear again he was a villain he was a sleeping villain he was a sleeping uh giant as it were that's that's being brought to life and i think the circumstances are just that i believe they're circumstantial they're they're almost like his excuse because again there's an intensity there's an aggression there's almost an excitement um about it i mean it just kind of came to me do you remember when he brings back all the equipment to jesse and he's like talking about how rare some of the items are the 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 bowl the ball flask or whatever it's like a big bowl like a ball i mean he he's so excited about it he's thrilled to be so you know and and jesse's like you're an artist he's like you're a you're a you're an artist look at this stuff this is pure glass and uh and he's like that's just basic chemistry Again, it's 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 something. He takes his glasses off, and he's just kind of like, yeah, it's just basic chemistry. It's almost like he's tired. He's just kind of sitting down from a day's work. You know, it's like he just got home from from working in a factory or something. So, I don't I don't think you can say, oh, he got bullied, he got beat down, he got pushed down. It's like that was always there. He was always sort of resenting the people around him and annoyed and angered by them. You could kind of see it, and it comes out. You know, it comes out when provoked. He tells his wife to climb down out of his butt. He yells at the at the at the car wash guy, and he quits. And he insults his eyebrows. You know, um, so I I uh, I think. I think that's a, that's a fair assessment to make with only episodes one and two. I honestly know I'm going to get proven true in my in what I'm saying as the show goes on, so I am cheating a little bit. But I do think that you can see you can see elements of it. They give you clues and hints in the, in the first two episodes. Krebsy Gaming, what are some things that you would do if you got diagnosed with cancer? Would you try to support your family or focus on yourself? This is I don't know if I want to answer this one, <laughs> especially after everything I've been through just recently. Um, I mean, I think in this day and age, like in his situation, they set it up to where he, they, they, he feels like he has absolutely no choice. I would, I I would honestly probably just focus on my family, especially, you know, my, my, my wife and children. Um, and you you try to make as many memories as you can. You know, I've, I've thought about this every once in a while. Like I'd probably try and do like a, like a video series journal. So they have something to watch for the next 20 years, you know? Uh, so every year on their birthday, I like give them some advice, things that are going to be, you know, things to think about and this and that. I don't like to think too long on that. Like as a dad, like that can get a little, that can take you to a very dark melancholy place. Um, and, and with everything that's happened to me recently, you know, with getting, you know, getting quote unquote canceled and having people attack you and say things about you that aren't true. Uh, I, I relate a little bit to with what he does. He breaks bad. Um, there's a temptation there to break bad and to, and to, to fight back, you know, 
so I uh, I connect with him on a, on a unique level on this rewatch. <laughs> I connect with him uh, on this rewatch and uh, to, in, 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 to certain degrees, uh, I do. So, uh, T Graves eighty two. Do you think Walt, knowing that the DEA knows about chili powder being used in Pinkman's recipe, is the reason why he didn't want him to continue using it? Uh, he's already thinking several steps ahead. I think this is a good theory, but no, I do not think this is why. He even says, he says, our product will be pure. It will be, it will be just only, only what is necessary. Walt is, is driven by the chemistry and the science. I don't think he's necessarily driven by, oh, we have to hide. Um, cause he, cause he's. He's defending the product at that point, I feel. And then when and then I think Jesse sees his reasoning, you know, he sees the the man, he's like this is pure glass. He's like this is you got such and such level inches of, you know, pieces here. Um and I think that's what Walt was going for is a pure product. And some things happen later in the show with the product, but they never they never attempt to do anything like that, anything kind of gimmicky or anything like that. To Walt, it's always about the purity of it and doing it right. Um, you know that that's why he has no. It's why he has no pants on. He goes in with no pants, no shirt, puts an apron on because it's all about the the chemistry and getting the job done. It's it's not about uh, it's not about putting chili powder in it. And again, I don't think it's about avoiding the DEA and like oh we you know we need the chili powder stuff to disappear. Because truth be told, if he's if he's truly thinking several steps ahead. He's about to flood the market with the purest form of crystal meth there is. Like that's going to draw attention from the DEA. They I mean they're going to find they're going to find this stuff in in the streets and in possession. You know, people are going to have this stuff and they're going to be like, "Who is cooking this?" Like this is another grade. And that I mean, so if he's thinking down the line, making this grade is uh is is automatically going to draw attention. So uh, Corey says, what do you think is racing through Crazy Eight's mind as he's watching a growing puddle of acidic blood? Do you think he knows it's acidic dripping through the ceiling? Um, you're skipping ahead, but that's okay, because thankfully the acid and all that stuff, it has happened in episode two. So you've skipped ahead a little bit. That actually, Crazy Eight sees that in episode three. But that's okay. That's okay. It's, my, it's super, super minor. Obviously, if you've watched episodes one and two, you know the acid, you know the body, you know the thing. Episode three starts with them cleaning it up. Um, more than likely, more than likely, he uh, he he has to know that they're 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 gonna come for him next. Like he knows, Crazy Eight knows that his his life is forfeit. I think. Um, so they're uh, they're. Uh, they're, 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 I don't want to say too much because more happens in episode 3 with respect to Crazy 8 and I don't want to say anything there's some, actually some really really good dialogue with Crazy 8 and Walt in episode 3 but I want to save that for episode 3 because there are some people there are some people that are going to be listening to these episodes and watching them and, and, and expecting there to be an absence of uh, spoilers um do you feel that Walter, this is from I'm Having Chest Pain, do you feel that Walter, knowing he was out of his element, made him lean in harder into wanting to let Jesse and others fear him later on? You're jumping ahead here, and also, I I would need examples of what you mean 
Um, but you are jumping ahead. We're not supposed to really be putting spoilers in here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna skip that. Why did Walter have Jesse running all over town for a stupid plastic bin? LOL. Well, he explains it later that the uh, the type of acid they were gonna use to dissolve the body and the guns uh, wouldn't eat through a particular part of plastic. It's actually crazy to think that the acid literally would eat through a porcelain tub and 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 a floor and and studs and just come crashing down like that but it wouldn't eat through uh, plastic um, but again that's chemistry that's that's again that's that's the the nature of the show there's the things that Walt knows that Jesse doesn't and I think what they're really trying to do is they're trying to create this tension of Jesse's not in he doesn't want to do this he just doesn't he's like I don't I don't want to do this this is you want to cook you cook uh, you know but I think Jesse gets convinced once he sees what they were able to make, but then this situation has him obviously back at odds with Walt. You'll see more of that in episode three. You're going to see more of them, more of them clashing and disagreeing. And this is another good example of he, Walt is trying to show him, no, we're not going to put chili powder in it. No, we're not going to do any of that. This is how we're going to handle it. And no, you need to get this plastic bin. You know, you need to get this plastic bin so that we can do this thing to this guy. Jesse's stupid, doesn't pay attention. Um, he can't find a bin big enough. I don't think he thought about the fact that they could have probably, you know, curled the guy up into a ball or whatever and put him in the one bin. But Jesse was a pretty small guy and he didn't even fit in the bins that he was finding. So he basically just brings the guy home and puts him in the tub and chaos ensues. That, that, I think, is one of the things they do in the show that's so entertaining, is they actually, as I said in my review, they mix comedy with gravity. It's comedic, it's hilarious, but it's also the gravity of having a, a, a soup of a dead person's body, just body soup, falling into your house would be unbelievable. But they do it in a way that's kind of funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's like overwhelming. It's like, oh my gosh, this is disgusting, but also kind of funny. Um, and so... You'll see in episodes three how they handle it. Episode three and four, obviously, how they handle the situation of the body soup and what are they going to do with Crazy Eight. So if you're listening to this, next week on Thursday, around this time, 3 p.m. Eastern, is when we'll be doing the next episode for Breaking Bad. But Monday through Thursday, we do this show, Repeat Theater. We do this show live on YouTube, repeattheaterlive.com. And uh, we're going through the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a chronological experience. So we started with Captain America. It's been an interesting way to start the series. Uh, also, Stranger Things and Breaking Bad. And then if you pick VIP, you can be one of the wild cards. We already watched Nightcrawler, and we got Hot Fuzz on the docket. So use the Patreon, use the Discord. We got a watch party coming tonight for Episode 4, Breaking Bad, to prepare for next week. I'll see you next week for for that episode uh, and if you're listening or watching or listening to these like as an audio podcast or something I really appreciate the engagement with the episodes in other places please like share and subscribe